dedication, discipline, passion, sacrifice, rise and rise again. Welcome to Any Given Chance. Any Given Chance podcast. Basically, we're doing stories about people up and coming or people have made it and actually grind in and behind the scenes what actually goes on to get to those dreams, goals, championships, sort of thing. So, hey, we got Leah Pope here today, professional boxer, just turned pro as well. Yeah, yeah. Been a bit of a bit of a ride, bit of a journey. Um, How'd you get in boxing? How'd you do it? Actually, a fellow, uh, almost a family friend of mine, uh, Brad Wool, which I believe you're doing an interview yeah. on, um, his old man was good mates with my old man and um, somehow it happened that he was uh, fighting for the Australian titles in Sydney, I believe, in early 2000s. And um, how, how old were you then? Uh, I think I was about 14. Yeah, I was 14. What? And the, he said, oh, do you want to come? So I said, yep, sweet. So I flew down to Sydney and watched him pet at the Australian titles. He won the, them Australian titles. And then a week later, I, well, as soon as I got back home, I said, let's go. Let's go to the boxing gym. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And um, as and soon as you walked in, addictive. It's all, isn't it? I haven't looked back. So and how I even came about it, I've always played rugby league my whole career. Always had that contact in me. As soon as I finished from touring from rugby league, I was like, I need to hit or oh, tackled or something. It's always something missing. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've tried to leave it, but I just, I always find myself back in the back gym, man. I can't help it. And, and mate, for most of it, what it is, like boxing for the most, you find someone fitter on the planet. Yeah. So, um, mate, health-wise and that, it, it's actually killer. So 14, walked in the door, kept coming back because you love it. So how many, when was your first fight? When was your first amateur fight? <sighs> I was thrown in the deep end. First amateur fight. I think I trained for about probably two months. Never fought before. I played a bit of footy back then and um, I was juggling football and boxing for my first two fights, but um, I always loved to get into a bit of a scuffle yeah. playing, <laughs> playing footy. So When you're allowed to. Yeah, you're allowed to do it. Yeah. Ted at the bin, see you later. Yeah. Thought you'd try a hand at that. Who was, um, how'd you go? Did you get a win? I won my first nine fights. Yeah. Won uh, in my first nine fights, I won a Queensland title. I went to the Australian titles in Canberra. I fought good kid that had had about 30, 40 fights and I lost, lost on points as it was back then. And that was, I think my ninth fight. How my many, tenth fight. how many rounds was that? Like, uh, what, three. What, so three, amateur, three, three twos. Amateur boxing. Yeah. So I think I might've been a junior or a youth then. I think juniors are three twos and then yeah. youths are three threes and oh no, youth might be three twos. I'm not sure. Yeah. And then seniors are three threes. So that's completely different what you did back then to what you do now because with three twos you basically you don't have much time you got to um, explode out of go 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 so there's yeah. not not much thinking really no. involved it's yeah. just if you throw more punches you're more or less yeah yeah, fight, yeah yeah so don't get hit and hit hit them more and uh, you know explode because i guess you get 30 seconds worth of blown out and you suck them in and you get another 30 seconds more like a hit workout though, yeah like when you're an amateur so yeah, figuring definitely. it out you did that you got down to the australian tides you lost on points how old were you then that was all in the same year when oh, I was yeah. 14. When you were 14? Yeah. So I was, back when I was that age, I was fighting, sometimes I'd fight three times a month. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? So I'd fight um, more like like, three weeks in a row and just, yeah, it yeah. was more like playing footy every weekend. You were fighting every weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. At that age, you're still sort of figuring out there's not that lethal PR or anything like that. So yeah. yeah. I mean, you can get knocked and you're still in fourth when you're 14, but you're not getting dropped every week. You don't need that eight weeks from the four weeks to recover or anything like that. Have you always been here at HVC? Oh, no, well, I'm 
How many coaches have you had? Oh, I've had a fair, had a few. I've been a bit of a gym jumper. So I was at, I was at Shamrock Boxing Gym and I was there for, wouldn't have been less than 20 fights. And then I made the transition up to the Gold Coast. My mum and dad had actually drive me from the sunny coast to the Gold Coast three times a week just to train. And I who did was that, that with? That was with Chris Carden. Yeah. His name was Chris Carden up there. I think he's got Platinum Boxing Gym. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. So I did that for two years. Out of that, I ended up making the Youth World Championships. So I boxed with him and took from a junior to a youth, made the Youth World Championships and uh, got a trip to Armenia on the border of Russia and Turkey. Fuck off, hell is that? Yeah, that's where the Kardashians were born. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, it was, um, I think I'd, I was 17 at the time. I think I might have been 17 at the time. I'm so, not sure. First trip overseas or? Uh, no. Nah. I'd been on family holidays, but that was more or less a business trip, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was, it was for yeah. boxing, so. What was it like? What was oh, it? man. It's like, you know. It was cold. Everyone looked like they were gangsters, man. They wore like big trench coats and <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was, yeah, right. It was an awesome experience. Like I jumped in with the Cubans, with the Cuban boxers, because they were such a poor country, especially um, at the time, there was no funding for boxing or anything. And they had a big backpack, uh, not backpack, like a big suitcase full of Cuban cigars, boxing gear, boxing boots, and they were just trying to sell them to anyone. Really? They must get uh, sort of handle it. Yeah, just to get money. That's how it was, man. So like that was a pretty cool experience. Did you while you're over there, did you see like the different styles? Like different countries have different styles. That was I think that was just about every country there, man. It was world championships. So because people always talk about that. People always talk about the Mexican style, like getting in time. Yeah, yeah. you know, then you had the flamboyant, you got the Americans who fight at distance and, and whatnot. And Australian boxing's basically sort of learn off that and pick and chose and to get their own yeah. sort of styles now. So, but what was it like being 17 over there? Like, how oh, many man. fights did you have? It was unreal. So I had only had one fight. Yeah. I had one fight and one loss. So I fought Mongolia. I've got a bad run with Mongolia at the moment. Or oh, when I was an amateur, I had a, I fought Mongolia a couple of times and never got a win off the country. But yeah. Yeah, so I fought a country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I fought them once there, and I lost, and then that was it. And I was at a competition, and we um snuck out at night time and got up to some some stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, being over another, I could came to Dublin day like seventeen being over there. Must have been an unreal trip. So you come back from there, you round the corner, you turn an eighteen. What do you do? Do you do you start working? What happened with the career from there? So basically, I, I left school. As yep. soon as I left school, I left home, moved to the Gold Coast. I rented a room off just someone off the internet, rented a room off them, about 150 bucks a week, worked at a cafe and just put all my time and effort into boxing. So that was it. And that was, that was me. So, like, just barista it or? Yeah. Serving coffees and then trading all day, every day, just putting it in. It was tough, especially financially. Like I had to, I didn't have much support, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Makes you, uh, yeah. grows you, you know, you get that tough skin. That's what we always talk about. Like people who, who are in the system or who come from money or anything like that, they don't have that hunger. They've never been starving. That's They've right. never had that fucking, what am I going to do to eat today? Like, how am I going to beat this person? How am I going to get moved forward? So ripping in, training down the Goldie and that, that was, um, when you're 18, was it? Yep. Stay down there. How many years? I stayed there for two years. Yeah. And that was at Shamrock still or? No, no. Was so it? that was, then I was at Narang PCYC. Oh, yeah. Then left Chris Carden and went to Damien O'Mara, yep. which is, it was another gym, basically another gym. So, but then Chris ended up opening his own gym up and, and I stayed with Damo. Damo, good judge. Yeah. Oh, he's 
good coach. Yeah. He is a good coach. He's a really good coach, but uh, he's even an even better person. I call him um, quite often and we have yeah. a good chat. So he works that mindset as well. Yeah. You tell a lot, a lot of people having the skills and, and all that, but they drift in and out. And you're getting your head right and getting your mind right. And that mental health is just important. Oh, it's, it's and a mighty part. Part. Like behind every great champion is always a great coach. Yep. They always say that. And if you find that right one that you connect and, and go with. But like throughout your career, obviously you've been picking it and just taking little bits and everything from there. So where do you see yourself now? Like, obviously, how old are you? 26. 26. You yeah. turned pro uh, last year, was it? I turned pro this year. This I year. turned pro, oh man, it was only a couple of months ago. I had, um, I think two months ago. What's your I had first pro for? I had my first person fight. Yeah. Before then, I was out of the ring for a year. Just, you know, juggling family and whatnot. Okay, I guess yeah, so all it, let's go back to that. From there, you're down to Goldie. What happened after Goldie and a few more amateur fights through throwing themselves into it? Yeah, yeah. So I had um, few amateur fights, went on a few trips. So I've been chasing the dream, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Portion, seeing what's available. I think I just got to the point. I had um, come off game trials for the... One for four. Yeah, a couple of four, I think. Anyway, yeah. So I had come off game trials. I... Uh, I made the finals to basically represent Australia at the Commonwealth Games. I made the finals for that. I fought a uh, tough dude and he beat me. That shattered me and I thought, you know what, fuck boxing, fuck everything. I'm moving home and he ended up getting a job in the mines. So you did the full fucking crack the shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I threw a dad like, hey, fuck this shit. Like, yeah. Because he put oh, man. so much time and energy into that. That was my life. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. to have it hang. Was it a split decision? Did he hedge gun? Yeah, it was a split decision. I um, I think it was my first competition wearing no headgear as well because yeah. when you're a senior, so I think it was my first senior competition. So as a man, yeah, yeah. finding men, you know, yeah. it was my first one. Got beat and it was close. I had a cut under my eye. I had blood rushing in my eye. I couldn't yeah. really see properly, but I still, I fought out of my skin and I fought probably the best I'd fought up until that point. It was just heartbreaking for me. So I was like, you know what, fuck the sport. I'm moving home and, yeah. you know, I need to do something with my life. You know, I can't just be a bum. Yeah, yeah, chasing around. I've noticed that throughout career, sometimes like something like that and a reset can actually, like you said, you're back here now and you can see that even though that was disappointment a few years back, like, like we're talking about getting that fire reignites and you find that thing. So burnout is also one of the things that we see a lot in sport, especially with people who've been in it so long. If you've been in it since you're 14. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, for me, for a long, long yeah. time, especially just the training regime and it's, you don't just train three days a week. No. You know what I mean? You train every day. Yeah. And um, all up. If you're having that one day off, someone else isn't having that one day yeah. off and they're making ground on you and they're putting themselves in front. And especially with fight and that, everything, time and as much as it is oh, down and like that. You go a week without training and then you're just that half a second behind also. Yeah. At that elite level. There's fingertips in it yeah. and it's and just always, what it is, you know. It's always someone hungry and chasing yeah. your tail and if you don't want it. All right, so you know they cracked the shoots, you went out, worked in the mines. I was in the mines for two years then. I'm not sure what age, but yeah, I was in the mines for two years. I made some really good mates and whatnot. Then I got a job roofing. I was roofing for almost a year. Started my roofing apprenticeship. It, yeah. was, it was shit house. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. It was just a bad job. So yeah. I, I, um, what, Colourblonde or Tiles? Colourblonde. Yeah, cutting your eggs and yeah. trying to steal. Yeah, I did that when I was 18, 13. No, good. Wasn't my cup of tea. So then from there, I drank a heap of alcohol and I was drinking nearly every day. And, you know, I was going down that shit path. And then all of a sudden, I, I think I had a big night on the piss. I woke up and I said, you know what? Like, can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I said, all right, going to a gym Monday. And that's what I did. Yeah. Went to the gym on the Monday and then. 
Where'd you walk in? Which one? I went to a, just a local one, Extreme Boxing. And, you know, it was enough to kind of get me off drinking every day. And, yeah. you know, I I still didn't mind to drink, but I'd drink a couple of times a month or whatever and, and right. not, not excessively. So, yeah. But see, that's what I find with people in, especially like contact sports, like rugby league, boxing, MMA, anything high impact or high adrenaline. Once you're not doing that adrenaline, there's a lot of guys who turn to alcohol and drink yeah. it and that because it is that rush or you're still searching for that, you know. People, and a lot of people get in trouble with that as well, because yeah. you go from being an extreme and adrenaline junkie, taking these high risks, and then all of a sudden you're not doing any of it. And they're like, okay, just be a normal person in society. You just slide in right now. It's, yeah. it's very hard, especially when you're young at that age, to find your spot in the world and what you're doing. Especially when, like I said, you had your dream, you had your Commonwealth Games, I have to make it, and then a simple yeah. decision, it's like, no, you're not there. I think at that stage too, I still like, I wanted to better myself, but I didn't have all of the drive and I didn't have all of the, you know, motivation to really achieve yeah. anything. You know, yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to better myself and that was it. And then, um, back in the gym, back yeah. in the train and light that fire again. Yeah. And then I think once I stopped for a little bit, that was when my partner got pregnant. So, so in, in this time you've met Jess. Yeah. yeah, yeah in this yeah, time yeah. I met her actually, she was at work at the RSL and I was out on the piss, believe it or not. Jack and my um, mate. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> well, she uh, added me on Facebook. Oh, and, um, yeah, she added me on media. Facebook. I didn't message her for a couple of days and I thought, oh, you know what? I might just message this girl. Yeah. Believe it or not, we're engaged with the kids. And how old is the young one now? Uh, little Olivia, she is one and two or three months, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's been a bit of a journey. It was hard. The first six months yeah. were probably the six months, maybe, maybe eight weeks, actually. The first eight weeks were the, probably the hardest eight yeah. weeks of my life. And I got very minimal sleep and yeah, yeah, very, man, I'm, I'm young through that at the moment. I think my young one's 11 and he was eight weeks premier. So yeah, I've moved into the lounge. I think I was speaking about yeah. it before. So I dragged the mattress out along. I get some fucking sleep. Oh, so. man, it's not easy. Yeah, no. So then how does that translate into boxing now? So you're working as a chippy. What's your schedule? What's your training schedule at the moment now that you've turned pro? How do you go about it? Like, what, I'll tell you give, what. give us a normal week. Let's, so, uh, let's start on a Monday. Monday, I'm up at quarter to four in the morning, put my shoes on. I'm out for a 6K run. I get back. Yeah. I basically have a shower. If I have something to eat, I have something to eat. Put my gear on, go to work. I work nine hours a day up in Redcliffe. So I travel from the sunny coast to Redcliffe. Takes me nearly an hour to get there. On that fucking highway. Oh, it's yeah. a nightmare yeah. sometimes. Soul killer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You think about it, yeah, I'll let you keep going, but driving on those highways, and people don't understand this, like getting to work or traveling, especially being in, in building myself previously, that whole hour, and then if someone has a crash or the two hours home, you lose three hours of your day, oh, every day. And now you do that five days a week, that's 15 hours. Imagine if you put another, yeah, that 15 hours extra in the gym mm. or 15 extra hours into, into your family or into yeah, anything, yeah. but sitting in that yeah. type of track. So once again, getting that mind right and doing all that. It can be punishing, but yeah. yeah, so I do that. I Get work, home in the Arvo. I work. I don't go home on Mondays. On Mondays, yeah. I go straight to the gym. So I usually uh, finish at four o'clock. Four o'clock comes, get in my car, get to the gym at five, put my training gear on, train about quarter past six, and then I'm home, shower, food. Hanging family through as long as then, then it's try and see my daughter for 40 minutes, and then 8.30 comes, you're pretty much dying. Yep. In bed. Back up at four the next day. Back up four the next day for the next three days straight. It just depends on what part of the program is to what run I do. So leading into a fight, 
So you'll have like an eight week. Sort yeah, of yeah. Is yeah. it eight weeks that you do? Or? Yeah, eight, eight, eight to ten. You sort yeah. of plan it to peak right on that eight weeks. And yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. So people don't know, like it's not just day in, day out, same shit, same. Uh, you actually have a structured plan of how yeah. you get there. So you'll work into being, as soon as you come into the fight day, you want to be one or two days either side, absolutely flying, peaking at yeah. the top. And so does your training load actually increase or what happens yeah, through that period? I'm at a grueling, grueling part of my uh, prep at the moment. So, you know. I've, how, I've, how far are we away from this next fight? Just about four weeks. Yeah. So what day is it's the 6th of June. 6th of June. It's on a Sunday just after yeah, lunch, so, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and yeah, we know it's fucking around the corner. Yeah. So you're in that middle part of training camp now. Yeah, yeah I'm at a hard part, real really? hard part. Like this week, this is just running. This yeah. isn't just, I've been in the gym as well, but I think I've run 25Ks this week. And that's also working nine hours a day as a carpenter. And then that's also training in the afternoons. That's just in the morning. So that's fucking nuts. So this is what actually goes in behind coming yeah. into a fight. Yeah, know? and it's on. It's hard, and if you want to be the best, and you want to be, you know, you got to do what it do what it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, There's whatever not, it takes. Yeah, whatever it takes. Who you got coming up? Who you fighting? I'm fighting a, a guy that I've previously fought in the amateurs. Yep. His name's Fabio. I just fought him over three threes. I beat him pretty comfortably. He's from yeah. the Gold Coast, actually. Yeah. From Gold Coast PCYC. I've got him. Nuts over eight rounds. So I've only ever fought four rounds. Four like, rounds. So this is the first one. This is my first eight round fight. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be eight, challenging. Eight threes or eight? Eight threes. Eight yeah. threes. Eight yeah, threes. Right. And man, he is one tough dude, man. So and he's, he's tough and I'm expecting him to go eight rounds and I'm yeah. expecting me to really box out of my skin and I have yeah. to push, I have to push and yeah. find out who you are and those, yeah. those last four. And but I, I wouldn't have it any other. I love no. it. I love that feeling of. You can't yeah. go anymore, and then you push that a little bit. Get that through your hand, that mentality, eh? Hey, when yeah. you think you're done, people don't understand how much you still got left in. Yeah. This is what I love about individual sports as well, especially boxing. I've played a lot of team sports and that. You can get done on selections, or you can get done on, you know, touching on picking you, or you can get done on someone didn't put in their effort and let in a try. But when you're in that ring, like you said, there's nowhere to hide. There's you, there's him, and there's the third person as well, which is yourself. Like yeah. what you're talking about, that you're battling. Yeah, you're always consistently battling that little mare in your head going, oh, right, well, don't give up. Don't get You got to keep going. Can you see this? He's hurting just as much as you. Like, so. Yeah, I think I'm a different kind of dude. Eh? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's weird because I don't feel like I, I really struggle to, to really push myself. I just kind of do it because yeah. I just enjoy you know, feeling. I say to myself sometimes like, who's watching? You know yeah. what I mean? Like my daughter's going to be there. Yeah. But I can't lose. It's pretty hard, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Like, I um, put everything everything into it. You can tell by the emotion and everything like that. Yeah. That I'm fucking I'm feeling as well. Like, I'm emotional, dude. Yeah, mate, it comes with a high price, you know, what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. And, mate, all skin too, because a lot of people, like you said, would have put a cure on the rack by now. And, no, nah, it's too hard, bastard. It's a hard sport. Yeah. Like, you give your whole life to it. And it'll give you nothing back, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Now that I really think about it, like I bust my ass literally every day. I just sparred eight rounds today and they were probably the fucking worst eight rounds that I've ever sparred. Like, yeah, so bad. But you know, it's one of those things like guarantee I'll be up in the morning and I'll be going again. Like, it's just one of those things. Yeah. And like you said, that grueling toll of just everything day in, day out, day in, day out grind and, and how much is invested into it. So with what you're doing. How do you go about all your food and your diet? Like you were speaking about before and, and Jess, um, Jess talks. Yeah. I don't cook. I do a bit of cleaning. Yeah. Like I'm just so lucky. My partner, 
She yeah. literally, she does everything. If I didn't have her, I don't know what I would do. She cooks me meals and she cooks me the right meals. And, um, yeah. and she knows, like I've had programs and stuff like that, but we've kind of thrown that all out the window. Even just like your pre-made meals yeah. and stuff like that. Like nothing's better than a home cooked meal or yeah. whatever I need. And yeah. you know, I've got just a steak and salmon and yeah. Stuff so like she that. does a lot of work and he had on the person. Yeah. She get her on here. Get her. Yeah. Start talking about what food uh, she does up and whatnot. She'd have great insight. Oh, like she doesn't stop between making food for me. She's very picky herself. So she eats near to nothing. She also makes meals for our little daughter, Olivia, as well. So like, she sort of understands what calories you need for the day. And yeah, what sort yeah. of foods are best and what foods your body works off best. Yeah, yeah. And everything like that, yeah. All right. Fuck, man. It definitely one hell of a job. Great. Getting through there. The coming line. So let's say we get this one, the next four down the way, clean up, get a win, get eight rounds. Yeah, well, that's, I tell you what, right now, I am not losing. It's not an option. Simple as that. Well, you can tell from your energy here, mate, today that. You don't even have that doubt in your mind. What's the future? What's the goals? What's where Pope Z in the next two or three years? Or where I'm not one of those realistic dudes that's saying, oh, I'm going to be a world champion. Like, man, I'm probably not going to be a world champion, you know? Like, I, I might I might get some kind of opportunity where I fight for something big that's good money, you know? But around the corner, we're in talks of some really big fights, some massive fights, some regional belts. And so they get that money, a, a big money fight, um... If I get this one out of the road pretty well, yeah. I've got a big money fight coming up that'll help yeah. us out. And, and it's that, quite promising. That's the other side of boxing as well, isn't it? Like you can be in here and you can be the best and you can put your heart and soul into this, but then you've got the promotional side. You've got to find fights. You've got to find the right now, opponents, like styles made fights, not throwing yourself in the deep end and then building that reputation and building that thing to be able to get to those, those champion fights. And, and then not being too dangerous that those people don't want to come yeah, to you yeah, as yeah. well. You've got it's to fucking balance an act that people don't understand. The, the professional it? games, I'm only obviously new to it, but um, yeah. I've got a manager as well, Matt Clark. He's a really good dude and a really, really good boxing brain. And um, he's sorting out my career out at the moment. Yeah. But even then, like I just, I'll find anyone as long as like I say to my coach, if you think we're I, in, I, I, if you I, think I'm right, yep. trust you. I don't care who it is. If he believes in me, then I believe in myself and that's so, what we did. So who have you got now? Who's your coach? Who's your uh, At the moment? Well, not at the moment because yeah. I think this will be it now. I won't be going to any other gyms. We're looking at getting a place pretty close here to Buar. So I think this is where I want to stay and this is where I want to finish my boxing career until I retire. Yeah. And, and we're here at, at HPC. And, yep. Hinterland Boxing and Club. Here in Buar. Head coach is Stephen Pitt. Hitty, he's like, got punched in the head a bit tonight. <laughs> you know? Hitty, there you go. Yeah, he's sure, right? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, so, um, cool. I've been with him since I've been a professional. So you know, I, and you stayed on a pity now. Yeah, we, um, I used to do a bit of rounds with young Dana Coolwell, and Stephen messaged me and just see how I was going because he's just one of those genuine people, you know, yeah. really good people. And even then, like, I wasn't his boxer. I boxed at another gym, but I was an apprentice and whatnot, and he was really helped me out and he'd give me a parachute. He had a shop around the corner here, um, just like a sport shop, just a local sport shop. And he like, he'd say, come down to the, sh the shop, pick out a pair of shoes and you can have a pair of shoes and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. even when I wasn't a, his boxer, like he'd yeah. look after me, you know? And it was, it was one of those times where, um, you know, I was a bit down on myself. My relationship, it was good, but there was always just, I just felt like there was something missing, you know? We were all kind of searching for bit, that. Bit up and down and, yeah. and then, um, I had a message from Steve saying, hey, mate, how you going? Like, you're looking to boxy again soon or what? Straight away messaged him back and I said, all right, I want to come to your gym and I want to start bloody next week or whatever it was. 
Let's go. And that was it, that kind of thing. So I, I've been now with him since December, yeah. I think. And even then, like, I was drinking a bit and because I wasn't boxing after the birth of my daughter. So I was drinking a bit and I was getting into mischief with a couple of maids and stuff Fair like that. Yeah, and full yeah. calm and fuck. Yeah, and, and then I'm, you know, doing all the stupid shit that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. But um, you do when you're that age, trying to keep yourself entertained. So even uh, then, like, I haven't had a drink since Steve messaged me. Since he messaged me, I haven't had a drink and I'm yeah. doing Billy Buck. I feel good, man. Yeah. I feel I feel really good. And, um, and I'm one of those people where it's... All enough. I'm, I'm shit on the piss. Yeah, as yeah, well. You know what I mean. Like yeah. I have one on the console. I got to have three, and then I got to yeah. have six. You've got that mentality, eh? Hey, yeah, as, as, uh, yeah. The all or nothing. All or nothing. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm yeah. the same, man. I've got no like, three beers in me. I've got, yeah. I've got three day bender, or I've got don't yeah. drink at all. Yeah. So, um, and I'm moving on. So my three day benders also go for like two weeks recovery. I'm in the third oh. position. <laughs> yeah, so. And the older but, you get, the harder oh, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro. Especially with kids now. Yeah. Oh, so. And then if you don't come home, you're in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. Stare. Tell you going to get up <laughs> early. Oh. Yeah, and they drop the kid off in there. You look after that now. Like, oh. oh, wake up, wake yeah, up. Your wake. daughter's your daughter's hungry. Yeah. She won't oh, oh, no, like, oh, really Look, you can tell. So this is a good fit here, HBC, with pity. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's perfect. It's a small group. A small group of people, a small gym, but everyone here pushes you. Oh, man, it's everything I need and more, you know, Stephen. Yeah. The amount of time that he puts into me, yeah. oh, you've got no idea, man. Like on the weekends, he'll put us through training on Saturdays. We do triathlons on Sundays. Like he's just, he's amazing business. And he just he's gives us so much time. Like we're basically his kids, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's the way we kind of see it. And, yeah. and like, I'm very thankful to have him as a coach because yeah. he's a great person, great coach and couldn't ask for any yeah. more. Well, you can see that team structure, pity leading the way, and then you give him everything, and then Jeff comes in and, and does that. There's so many pieces to the puzzle that people don't see behind the scenes of him being a professional boxer. And then, of course, at the end of the day, the paycheck. Everyone thinks fucking shed a million dollars. You don't shed a million dollars. You don't. There is, there is no 10, 20, 30 grand fucking fight. For sure, you're not. Like, sometimes, like, when I'm running in the morning and I'm hurting and I'm trying to push and I'm yeah. trying to push, I ask myself, why the fuck do I do this? Yeah. Why do I do it? And I can't tell you. I can't tell you why. Like, it's just one of those things where I have to. I have to. Yeah, I have to box. Right. I think, as well, in your prime right now, you got so much to give and so much to give the sport. You need to stay in it, especially with how much energy and emotion you and me have exchanged throughout this chat. But um, I think regret it would be one thing. You don't want to be waking up when you're 40 going, what a quit. Then. Yeah. Like, yeah. Quit, quit. I always say that as well. I always say quitting's forever. Pain is only temporary. Yeah. So I think you always have that in the back of your mind. And so certain people don't have that in them, mate. Certain mm. people have it down. It's really good to see. All right. Well, last but not least, who's got your back? Who's throwing your sports? Shift towards these fights. At the moment, uh, I've got Fatality Fightwear. JJ from Fatality Fightwear, um, he's backed me since day one. As soon as he found out I was boxy and I was going pro, he called me up straight away and he said, hey man, I've got this clothing brand I want to um, I want to look after you. Yep. So JJ's been looking after me there and um, he's a good dude and a good mate of mine as well. Yes. I've got Mayor Fine Foods, Sam Mayer. Mayor Fine Foods, they're everywhere. Um, they're all through Woolies and whatnot. They're killing it. Well, that's almost like a family friend. I think mum kind of sorted that out. Yeah. Uh, I got Belando Tequila. Yeah. You're, you're worst enemy. Yeah. Ah, you'll get thrown on the back with her. Uh, I've been asking Jessica, oh, after a fight, can I, yeah, can I, I get, can I get a bottle of this yeah. tequila? No, you're not. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's my go-to, too. Tequila's margaritas then. Yeah. yeah. So they're looking after you as well. Yeah. Little, little tag off the edge. Yeah. Belando Tequila. Uh, Jesse Ross, uh, he's the founder of it. Um, I believe he's the founder of it. And, um. 
he was a teammate when I was at uh, during PCYC and yeah. he, was, he went to the Olympics as well. And I was up there yeah. kind of kind of with him when he was at his peak. And, yeah. yeah, nearly just doing good things there. I've got six, six sponsors. I've got Madsky Paintings, painting on the Gold Coast. Yeah. They're a good painting business. From Madsky's a, a really good dude and he's he come and watch me with his kid, my last pro fight, which was good. So your next bite's on the 6th of June? Yep. Where's it at? It is at... 6th of June, night quarter. I think doors are opening and starting at 12 o'clock. Not sure how many's on the card. All I know is I'm main event. So, main one there, yeah. Yeah. That'll be a cracker of a fight. And I can tell you what, it's going to be an eight round war. And if I finish him early, so be it. But, um, yeah, yeah. you're going out. I'm, I'm going to be there for eight. Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to be there for eight and I'm prepared to go for eight. Yeah. And it's what I need. I want to push for eight. So, Fucking so I'm keen for that Abraham. Yeah, 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 hundred you know? percent. Yeah. Like if you stop him early, sweet. If you get that good, but you're sort of keen to get that Abraham yeah. under you and oh, know yeah. what it feels like and get that experience. Ever yeah. since the fight was announced, or come across the table, you know, I've yeah. I've been mentally preparing because it's a it's a big thing and it can be quite daunting. You know, find eight rounds, man. Like eight trees. Yeah, people don't understand if you against boxed, another another you man that wants to that wants to knock you out. Yeah, fuck, man, it's yeah. pretty hard and he's tough. He's gonna come forward eight rounds. But I'm, I'm ready. I'm keen for it. Where can we get tickets? What, what are we doing? I've got tickets. I don't think you can buy any online. I think I'm just kind of throwing out on social Mate. media. I've got all the tickets. Where General, can they find that? Your socials. Yeah, yeah. Facebook. I've got my Facebook. In, I've only got Facebook and Instagram. I'm not really good with that whole um, technical thing. But yeah, Liam Pope on Facebook. And yep. L-P-O-P-E-E on Instagram. And um, um, jump there. If, if anyone wants to come along and fight, throw a DM. Get in the DMs there. Book a table. I've got a table there with a couple of the boys, so I'm definitely looking forward to it, mate. I'm, yeah, you're you're in with a rowdy bunch, so yes. it'll be, oh, um, yeah, I know. I don't know why I got thrown in that table. And I can tell you what, it, I don't drink either, so it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Yeah. So yeah, if you're on the undercards and you're the main five feature there, then hopefully we're going on the bigger and better things. Up. Yeah, yeah, and then we're in the works of um, fighting. I think it's Sam Goodman, which yeah. is a he's a very good, very good boxer. Um, but I believe I. Especially if if I can get in at Super Bantamweight, he doesn't beat me. No. Simple as that. No one in Australia beats me at Super Bantamweight. Hands yeah, down. Simple as that. And yeah. Fucking loved it. Absolutely appreciate all the time, mate. I'm no, stoked. Awesome. I want to come back and do it. Let's do it in like four fights on when you yep. beat ones out of the way and see what's changed and see what the mentality has gone on there. So thanks, East Pope. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Wow, that was the Any Given Chance podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, if you want to see some more action, head over to our socials and give us a like, share, and subscribe. We're on YouTube at the Any Given Chance podcast and on Instagram and TikTok at Any Given Chance. And if you can hit share and subscribe, much appreciated as we grow. Plus, we're always looking for new guests. So if you know someone in the midst of a battling, good little bit of adversity or someone who's been successful, message us direct. We always check out inbox. And of course, if you want to check out old episodes, repurposed ones, you can jump over to our website, which is anygivenchancepodcast.org. Thanks for joining us once again. I'm your host, 3AM365, Matty Menion. No days off, no excuses, and I can't wait to catch you on the next one.